What is going on, college football fans? Welcome back to Clarkie's Corner. I know it's been a while. I apologize. And I think I wrote the wrong thing on my note sheet. Dang it. No, I didn't. I'm right. I'm always right. Um, so listen, I told you guys last, last episode, even though it's been about a week and a half, two weeks, I was having some issues with my RSS feed. Ran out of time. I talk too much, basically, is the root of all of these issues. But we've got that figured out. We're back. We're trying to get back into a routine here. Let's see if we can do that. And as soon as we get into a routine, guess what? Bowl season. It's here. Guys, it is week 13. We just had week 12. Isn't that insane? Gosh, I, I love college football. I hate to see it already on the way out the door, but... This is when stuff gets juicy. This is the season finale, if you will. Well, this would be like the episode before the season finale, which in my favorite show of all time, Game of Thrones, that's the episode that that stuff pops off. So let's get into a week 12 breakdown. And then I tell you what, as a little gift, because of the hiatus, I'm also going to throw in some season predictions I know it's pretty easy and cheap to throw out predictions, you know, with a week left of the regular season, but too bad. When you have a podcast, you can make the rules. I have a podcast, and another reason another reason I didn't record, I used Buzzsprout for my RSS feed, and they had an issue recording, like, views and downloads, so I clicked on the website a few days after I posted the last one. And it said I had two downloads, or three downloads. I download it twice. I download it on Apple and Spotify on my own phone. So I saw that and was like, alright, maybe this isn't for me. But it's fixed now. It was an issue on their end, so that didn't help. Now let's get into it. This past week was kind of a snooze fest, to be honest with you. There weren't as many big games. We missed some big games in our temporary hiatus. I apologize for that. But we still had some decent ones this past weekend. So Washington was able to get a win over Oregon State, a massive conference win while the Pac-12 still exists. So Washington 22, Oregon State 20. Really, Oregon State had three turnovers, and that decided the game. This was... A friend of mine and myself, Cletus, shout out Cletus, uh, we were really excited for the over in this game. Over, over under was like 59. And we both looked at each other and said, that is wicked low. Well, we didn't know it was going to be a freaking tsunami. It was pouring rain. It was ugly weather, which led to even uglier offense. Michael Penix completed 13 passes on 28 attempts. 160 yards, two touchdowns. DJ Oyunglele, he completed 15 on 31 attempts, so about the same completion percentage. 164 yards, same yardage, but two interceptions instead of two touchdowns. And that is where the game was decided. Turnovers and defense. Kansas State beat Kansas 31-27. If you guys weren't paying attention to the Big 12, I've been preaching how great the Pac-12 has been to watch all year, and I stand by that. Another great game coming out of the Pac-12 here in a minute. But Kansas State is tied with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State 
for second in the conference to decide who plays Texas in the Big 12 championship in a few weeks. So that's going to be something to watch this week especially. We've got the official Big 12 account tweeting out tiebreaker rules because three teams are tied and they each have a leg up on one another. It is a nightmare scenario for the Big 12, but also it's going to bring a lot of eyes to the game and to that conference specifically. So I guess there's some upsides, but uh, again here, turnovers really decided this game. Kansas had three turnovers. Uh, They honestly played a much better game. They outpassed them and outrushed Kansas State, but turnovers decide football games, guys, and that's something that you cannot predict. So no matter how good of a a good of a guesser you are or a, a lot of people these days it's getting more and more popular to have your own model that'll spit out you know formulas and will spit out outcomes Josh Pate has one with late kick with Josh Pate college football nerds they have their own model so I've seen it at a few different places these models that predict scores those models cannot predict how the how a football bounces Josh Pate, same guy that has one of those models, he calls them Bob plays, bounce of ball plays. Because it is it's not like a baseball where like you throw it at the ground or you hit it into the ground, you know pretty much how it's gonna react. This is a weird shaped ball, it bounces weird ways. You can't predict turnovers and that sort of thing. That's just football. That's what makes football and college football specifically, I think, the greatest sport on the on the planet. Excuse me. So, turnovers ultimately cost Kansas this game. But it gave Kansas State life in the Big 12 conference race. Another game out in the Pac-12, since I'm such a Pac-12 homer, you know, never been that far west. I went to Utah once, but I was like six, so I don't count it. Arizona mollywhopped Utah. I mean, it was ugly. Arizona 42, Utah 18. Now, if you remove the first quarter, it was 21 to 18. Because Arizona jumped out to a 21-0 lead in the first quarter. But you have to count all four quarters. That's why we play 60 minutes of football. You count the score for all of it. And even if you took out the first quarter, Arizona still would have won. Jed Fish out there is doing a fantastic coaching job. If there's any job openings around the country, <clears throat> Texas A&M, I would not be surprised if they're calling his phone right now, if they are actively in Arizona talking to him. Because what a turnaround. They're still alive in the Pac-12 race as well. So Utah, they're eliminated. But if Oregon loses this week to Oregon State in the Civil War, RIP, the last Civil War, If they lose, Arizona wins. I think Arizona has a way into the Pac-12 championship, if I'm not mistaken. So, something else to keep an eye on. Who's going to play Washington? Last game we're going over. We're only going over four games. I'm going to try and and get this podcast over 15 minutes. I'm at like seven right now. Georgia... What Arizona did to Utah, Georgia also did to Tennessee. So Georgia won 38-10. And I'll be honest, if you watch the game, it wasn't as close as the score says. Carson Beck threw for 300 yards, 
three touchdowns. He was 24 of 30. I mean, we're, we're going to talk Heisman here in a minute, and I'll give you my Carson Beck spiel, but he is not getting the respect he deserves, man. I mean, he has shot up in odds, so I think he has like the fifth highest odds. Still too low. Still too low. Tennessee had 147 rushing yards, but 75 of that came on the first play of the game. They threw for like 140 yards. Joe Milton couldn't do anything. He was constantly under pressure. Nobody was open. It was it was a little brother syndrome. It was a little brother kind of game. If you watched it, it, it really was not 38-10. It was it was it was a it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So those are the only games really worth talking about. Actually, I do want to talk about Florida State. So Florida State, they beat a high school team from Alabama, but Jordan Travis went down pretty bad early in this game. They were able to bounce back, even with morale as low as it could have been, like as low as it can get on that sideline. They were able to bounce back, still boat race this uh Community college that they played. But Jordan Travis is out for the season. And this is a team with all of their goals still ahead of them. They're going to play in the ACC championship. I have my predictions on that coming up. But that is just a huge, huge blow. His college career is over. And for it to end on a play like that is just so sad. So absolutely praying for Jordan Travis and his family and his future. That's you never want to see that from anyone, you know? Um, and, dude, normally with, with injuries like that, they, they'll show it once on TV just when the play happens, and they may accidentally show the replay, and they'll say, we're not going to show it anymore. They kept showing it on ESPN, on Scott Van Pelt show. Even Usually it's hard to find that stuff on Twitter, and it was like like 10 straight tweets of that, that ankle injury, and it was like, Come on, guys. Give the give the kid some privacy. I mean, that's that was gruesome, but I don't know what the deal was with that. Um Well let's get let's get into some some postseason predictions. What is Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. There's a band that I, I have been a fan of for years called Our Last Night. They do like metal and rock covers of pop songs and they even do Disney songs which is sick I finally got one of my friends into them I've been trying to get people to listen to these guys for years no one ever would finally I got one of my good friends to listen to them I'd shout him out but he doesn't listen to the podcast so he doesn't deserve that Uh, a, a cover of Katy Perry's Dark Horse just came on All right, all right. I'm liking it I'm liking it so, SEC championship game. It is booked in Atlanta in a couple weeks. Alabama and Georgia, part 98. This game is getting annoying. Ultimately, this Georgia team has not really shown any flaws. Like, they've been in a couple of... Excuse me, a yawn that I'm leaving in. I'm not editing out. They've been in a couple of close games, but they haven't really shown many flaws. Alabama, on the other hand, has shown several. Their defense is very, very good. This is one of the better Alabama defenses, definitely of recent years. But offensively, Alabama is playing like a traditional run-and-shoot 
offense. Run, 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 third and nine, throw a 40-yard bomb. And I don't think that's going to work against this Georgia defense. Georgia is not quite as stout against the run as they have been in recent years. I mean, you lost two generational prospects and Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis in consecutive years at defensive tackle. And while they've they've reloaded, don't get me wrong, they're they're still very good. You're not going to be as good losing those guys. So I just think looking at the flaws, I think Georgia's the better team. I don't think they're I don't know if there are any teams that stack up against Georgia this year. Just on paper, on paper. The ACC, we talked about it just a minute ago. I have Georgia winning the SEC, if I didn't clarify that. Now, the ACC, the Atlantic Coastal Conference, Florida State, Jordan Travisless, Florida State, I think they're going to get the win over Florida this weekend. Not to spoil my predictions coming in a couple of days. I do think they're – I don't know if it's confirmed, but I think it's going to – Dude, the yawns. Oh, my gosh. I do think they're going to be playing Louisville in the ACC Championship. And I'm going to be honest, guys. Quarterback is it is very important. I think Florida State's roster, while, while it definitely benefits to have Jordan Travis, I don't think they're going to step back all that much, guys. I love Jordan Travis. I thought he was a stud. I've watched him. I mean, he's been in college freaking nine years, seems like. I feel like it was it was DeAndre Francois and Jordan Travis. I feel like they just became the same person. You know what I mean? I feel like they've had the same quarterback for nine years. Ultimately, I think this Florida State team is going to win the ACC anyways. I think they're going to go to playoff anyways. So, so far, we've got two teams that have punched their tickets, Georgia and Florida State. The Big 12, we've got Texas and Oklahoma State. Dude, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're getting weird. I think Oklahoma State might win the Big 12. Now, they might not even make the Big 12 championship, which would be really awkward. I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, I have my playoff predictions at the bottom of this piece of paper, and I don't have Texas winning it. I have Texas winning the Big 12, though, and I think if they win the Big 12, they'll make the playoff with that win over Alabama. So I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Ah, dude, I'm not very confident in this. Oh, my gosh, this is so hard. I skipped over my Big Ten prediction because I'm I'm very liable to change it as well. Pac-12, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a rematch of Oregon and Washington, and I think the better team is going to win that game. I think Oregon is going to avenge their one loss, and I think they will punch their ticket to the playoff as well. Last conference we're going to go over, the Big Ten. Guys, I think the Big Ten championship is on Saturday. It's called The Game, if you haven't heard of it. Michigan against Ohio State. So right now I have Ohio State beating Iowa in the Big Ten championship. Iowa's already going. That's confirmed. I don't know who's going to win this weekend, to be honest with you. I think it's going to come down to... uh, Michigan doesn't have a guy named Marvin Harrison Jr., and Ohio State does. But I like J.J. McCarthy a lot more than I like Kyle McCord, and I like the Michigan running game a lot more than I like Ohio State's. 
guys, I think I might be flipping. I might be flipping. Yep, yep, I'm doing it. Michigan, Michigan's winning the game this weekend. Sorry, Cletus. Literally just scratched out Ohio State on my paper. That made me very happy. I do it down here too. U M, U M, U M. And you might be thinking, Chandler, why did you write U M three times, or four times instead of, uh, you know, just once or twice? Well, that's because if we if we skip on down to our playoff predictions, so I'll have U G A as a one seed. Michigan is a two seed. Honestly, in this, uh, you could flip-flop those. Either one of those is one, one of those is two. It doesn't really matter. I have Florida State as a three seed without Jordan Travis. I have Oregon getting in as a four seed. It's going to be it's going to be Georgia and the Big 10 champion in the, in the semifinal or in the finals, in the playoff, in the championship. What is that game called? In the college football championship. I think it's going to come down to the University of Georgia and the winner of this weekend's game, uh, Michigan and Ohio State, I really do. And you want to know what's crazier? It might be because I'm a Georgia fan and I don't want to get my hopes up too much. I think it doesn't matter. I don't think we. I don't think we repeat. It's just not realistic. All the cards are in our favor. I mean, no one has looked as dominant as Georgia has this season, other than maybe Michigan which is the only reason I'm leaning Michigan right now to win the Big Ten and the National Championship. Will Jim Harbaugh be back for the playoff? He got a three-game suspension? He served one game of that? So he'll miss the this week and next and the champion? I don't know, dude. Ugh. Headaches. That whole situation gives me headaches. I haven't had an episode since that, that whole thing happened. So Michigan sign-stealing and whatnot. I actually saw a video today, someone saying, since all of that has come to light, Michigan has has had a sack problem, bootlegging into pressure. But if they knew what the other team's defense was calling, they could easily just boot away from that pressure. I think it's very tinfoil hat, very reachy. I think Michigan's very dominant. I think... I think I think they could do it, guys. I think they could do it. Let's also talk Heisman, all right? Because I'll get fired up pretty fast. So right now, in order, these are the top odds to win the Heisman. Number one is Bo Nix. Number two is Jaden Daniels. And then Michael Penix, Marvin Harrison Jr., Carson Beck, Jalen Milrow, and Blake Corum. I don't think Marvin Harrison Jr. has done enough to justify him being top four in the Heisman conversation. I don't think he's done enough to justify going to New York. That said, I think Blake Corum has. So, in my opinion, Blake Corum should go to New York. So, I've got I've got the top seven written down. Only five get invited to New York for the the finalists. Bo Nix, Jane Daniels, Michael Penix. Those three are going. They're booked. Book them. Those three are going. One of those three is probably going to win it. But I get fired up over the fact that Carson Beck is not being talked about more for the Heisman Trophy. I think he should go to New York. I think he should be in the conversation to win the dang thing. I don't think he's gonna, because ultimately if you put any of those quarterbacks on that list in this Georgia offense, I think they're just as good. Jalen Milrow might be the only one that would hold him back. But he would also open up the playbook a little more for QB run game, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 
I think right now my top five are Bo Nix, Jay Daniels, Michael Penix, Carson Beck, and Blake Corum. The, this weekend is ultimately going to decide who makes it. I think this weekend and the uh, championship weekend. So if Oregon is able to avenge their loss against Washington and Bo Nix balls out like he's done all season, I think Bo Nix is going to win the Heisman. If Michael, if if Washington beats Oregon in the Pac-12 championship and, and Michael Penix goes crazy, don't roll out Michael Penix for the Heisman just yet, okay? Now, I think the SEC championship game, if ultimately a couple years ago, Bryce, this is when Bryce Young won the Heisman. No one really was the front runner. It was just kind of like a lump of like these guys. And then Bryce Young against the indestructible, the immovable force or the immovable object, Georgia defense. Bryce Young threw for like three something and three or four touchdowns. He just diced us up, diced up the Georgia secondary and the Georgia defense. That's what won him the Heisman, ultimately. This SEC championship game is going to be the same. So, ultimately, those top three are fixed. The game of Michigan and Ohio State is going to decide between Marvin Harrison Jr. and Blake Corum. And the SEC championship game of Alabama and Georgia is going to decide Jalen Melrose or Carson Beck. Either way, I think Jaden Daniels has earned the Heisman. But, but... That scenario I just told you about, I think Bo Nix really could swing his way in there and maybe maybe steal it from Jane Daniels at the final hour. But that's part of that's part of being on a good team. He gets an extra game to kind of show that he deserves that that Jane Daniels doesn't get. Jane did LSU's not playing in the SEC championship game, so Jane Daniels has one less game to prove himself. And while he's done plenty all season. In the clutch moment against Washington, potentially. Well, actually, they haven't even made it. So it's not confirmed that Oregon will be in the Pac-12 championship. But that Pac-12 championship could decide Bo Nix or Michael Penix's fate in this Heisman race. And they could win it in that game. So that's something to keep an eye on. That's just what I think could happen. There's a little, a little late preview for you in Week 12. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I apologize deeply for the hiatus. We will not have another one of those until the off season, hopefully. My computer's wigging out, so I think that's a good sign to close it out. So thank you guys so much. I really appreciate the support. Until next time, this is Chandler Clark. Thank you.